Hello, welcome to HVAC Tech Tips Podcast presented to you by CE. My name is Jack Kaufman. I'm a customer assurance manager here with CE. Disclaimer, all information in the HVAC Tech Tips Podcast is intended for licensed HVAC professionals. All electrical, mechanical, and plumbing work should be performed by licensed trade professionals only. This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, and welcome to HVAC Tech Tips Podcast. Today's episode is part of a four-part series, um, Duckless with Brooks Whitson. Brooks is one of our customer assurance managers here at CE, and he provides tech support and training. Um, so today's episode, part one, we have application and sizing with Duckless. Over to you, Brooks. Thanks, Jack. <clears throat> so Duckless unit seems like newer technology, but actually was first developed in Japan in the 1970s. So it's been around for a while. Uh, they were developed to be a more efficient alternative to the window air conditioner. This new design has also allowed the homeowners to enjoy their windows. They didn't have something obstructing, uh, you know, being able to raise a window and worry about the, the window unit falling down to the ground. So those uh, 1970 technology duckless units use 1970 technology components. PSE compressors, direct-driven outdoor, uh, indoor and uh, outdoor fan motors, and they used R22 refrigerant. Uh, duckless units weren't as popular in the U.S. then um, when they first were introduced either. Through major advancements and decades, duckless systems have become close to a global $80 billion market, which is huge, and, and the growth is averaging about 5 to 9% each year. Currently, uh, some of the higher tier ductless units are achieving 40 SEER, 15 EER, uh, 15 HSPF levels. So ductless uh, is leading the curve and setting the trend for you know, residential uh, HVAC efficiencies. So <clears throat> I wanted to talk a little bit how they work. So a modern ductless system can modulate its speed to match the current indoor uh, load conditions. And most duckless manufacturers use ECM indoor and outdoor fan motors, variable speed compressors, uh, most of the times are rotary, electronic expansion valves, coil thermistors, room and return, and, and ambient temperature sensors. So depending on the indoor coil's temperature difference, the compressor will ramp up or down at speed in relationship to how far away the room and coil thermistors are. In the summertime, a warmer return air temperature would create a higher temperature difference between the two sensors, thus increasing the speed of the compressor. So the main control board receives the single phase AC voltage and the VFD or the power board then converts that single phase AC voltage into a three phase DC voltage. And then it's manipulated back into a simulated three phase AC voltage. So it's gone single phase AC, to three-phase DC, and then it's manipulated back into uh, a manipulated single or uh, three-phase AC voltage. Variable-speed-driven compressors can produce more heat for consumers for their ability to turn up or run at a faster frequency. We use the Hertz scale for measuring frequency. 60 Hertz is the average uh, frequency of U.S. supply power, so that's 60 cycles per second. Some variable speed driven ductless compressors can modulate down to 30 hertz, operating about half capacity and turning up to 90 hertz, which can allow more RPMs out of the compressor, which means a greater capacity. If we increase the compressor's RPMs, we increase the heat exchanger's ability to absorb and reject the heat. 
This is why some um, this is why some of the ductless units are rated to heat down to minus negative 20 degrees. Uh, some higher tier models can provide low ambient cooling down to un unprecedented temperatures such as zero degrees or even lower than that without even having, you don't even have to add a uh, low ambient kit. So a lot of times, uh, you know, certain systems require low ambient kits or special outdoor fan motors. These ductless units are just out of the gate, ready to do, most of them ready to do low ambient cooling and, and they do it well. So let's talk about sizing these units. So ductless units should not be installed based on a square footage or any other method other than using manual J. So I don't know if you guys ever seen that, uh, you know, the little different size house cut out. You stand, you stand, what, five feet from the curb and, and you know, what, whatever size whole household that the customer's house fits in, that's what size they should have, right? So, yeah, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do any method but, you know, a manual J or, or you know, proper load count. So it's very important to do that to ensure you have a, a long, efficient life for the unit. So if you, let's say if you oversize the system, we know if it's undersized, you're not going to keep up. We know that the symptoms are not maintaining temperature. So, but some symptoms of an oversized system for, uh, you know, these ductless, especially heat pumps, you could have one, you could have incomplete defrost. Two, you could have a lack of oil return, getting back to the compressor. So say if you have oversized vapor lines, um, you could have overcooling or overheating of the space. You'll have larger temperature swings. And in the summertime, if it's oversized, you could have shorter cycles and that will lead to a higher humidity levels uh, in the space, kind of the refrigerator effect. So, you know, bigger isn't always better. You should size the ductless units based on your heating load. Since most ductless units aren't even using uh, supplemental heat source for the backup when it gets really cold. It's just the refrigerant cycle. Always read your manufacturer's product data, confirm that you have a proper system match and that that system you pick shows the BTU outputs will satisfy your manual J's cooling and heating loads. So that's about all I have, Jack. Uh, what, what's your opinion on ductless applications and sizing? I love ductless products and there's many great applications for ductless products. I actually have a ductless system in a room in my own home where I'd finished an unfinished room that had no uh, heating air conditioning in it. Most of my friends and family have ductless systems in one of the rooms in their homes. Ductless products, they're a great option for homeowners to get an inverter product. And many manufacturers now have hybrid options. I mean, there's so many applications you can go on and on. Maybe a homeowner has an unfinished basement and now they need to add heating and cooling to that basement. Think like a Cape Cod where the attic wasn't finished. Now they're making rooms upstairs. That's a great option. We could go on and on, sunrooms, etc. As far as sizing, it's, it's really critical to do your manual J, as you were saying, Brooks. It's the, the most important and key thing to a happy customer, especially on the multi-zone units. It's very critical to do a room-by-room -room load. If not, you could easily have a dissatisfied customer. So guys, do it right first time. Do the manual J. That's all I have for you. Look forward to our coming episodes as this is part of a four-part series. Our next episode will be Duckless Do's and Don'ts. If you'd like to contact us, we can be reached at cma.techtips at carrierenterprise.com. And thank you for listening. <laughs>